I'm so glad to be back with you again today to finish up our talk about what is a steward and how does home stewardship make you feel safe? Today, I want to dig into just the safety net that understanding how our position in our home is as a steward for our master can bring down our level of anxiety. It can solve and settle so many of our fears and make us have that sense of peace and joy that we always want in our home. Go grab a mug of coffee or tea or my favorite, which is chai, (laughs) grab your pen and notebook, and let's just talk a bit more about this because I know it's a concept that is going to change everything in your home. Hey mamas, welcome to Her Home and Heart podcast. Do you want balance in your home life and peace in your heart at the end of each long day? Do you want to let go of feelings of failure because you've yelled at the kids again despite promising yourself and God you'd stop? I'm Katie. I'm a homeschooling mom who also had little kids and wanted to create a thriving home environment. In this podcast, you'll find resources for holistic living, heart connection with your family, and homeschooling so that you won't wake up to regret one day. Even if you have outside-the-box learners or your own health challenges, you'll find support here. Breathe deeply, grab a coffee, and let the kids go play, because it's time for you to find peace and fulfillment that you've been longing for. Let's go. Today, let's chat about how can home stewardship help you feel safe? For me, it's been such a safety net. We've had so many ups and downs in our life with Steve deploying and moving across country and you know, moving overseas and just a lot of different things. And then we added in kids who had medical problems, special needs, all the way up to profound disability. And in that, there is so much stress. There can be so much grief. There has been so much wrestling with trying to understand, you know, why did God allow these things to happen to our children or to our health? You know, and ultimately, my ability to understand stewardship has helped me to feel so much more peace, so much more joy, and to not have to grapple as deeply with these questions of why, because it's helped me to realize that I'm not the master of all of this. And I have faith that I know, I believe that he is good and he promises that he has a good plan. And so if I can rest in the fact that I am not in charge of all of this, that is such a relief to me. And with the way that life can be, like we talked about last time, just so disappointing, so overwhelming, so frightening, so many things happen that are unexpected, that are not in our plan, not in our beautiful vision that's sort of, you know, (laughs) fairy tale like things happen that hurt. Things happen that tear us apart. Things happen that make us question who we are. Who are these people we we thought we knew? You know, there's so much to it. And so for me, as I have explored the idea of stewardship and tried to bring it into my life and understood what a steward is, and let's just really quickly refresh, what is a steward? It's a servant, someone who, who has a master. You have aligned interests that are mutually benefiting with the master. The steward is the superintendent, the caregiver, the overseer. And so in our households, that means we are the caregiver, the overseer with our spouse. 
of the others in the household. We are a subordinate to Christ. We have a delegated authority. We are not the one who is ultimately in charge. (sighs) That just helps me to breathe and relax as somebody who through life has tended to be an overachiever and unrealized perfectionist in so many ways. (laughs) You know, it's a big relief to know I am not in charge of so many things. I can just let go. I know there's that old saying, let go and let God. I don't know that I ever really liked that one, but it really does apply here. We have responsibilities that are given to us that are a privilege and they've been given to us in trust. So they are important. They do carry weight. They do have consequences if we don't actually steward well, but we are not in charge of everything. I am not the one who is How do I explain this? I am not the one who is in charge of the outcome of what happens with my son. I love him so much and I want to fix him. But there are issues with him I can't fix. And I don't mean fix who he is as a person. I mean fix the the body around him that is broken, that doesn't work for him, that doesn't allow him to be independent at all. You know, I want to give him as much freedom and ability to succeed in life as every other one of my children. But I am not in charge of that. I do everything I can in my human motherly power to try and and help him to receive the therapies he needs, to get the developmental progress that he needs, to make sure he has the best diet he can have and the most wonderful digestive system possible and all the things that apply to him. But I am not ultimately in charge of the outcome because I am only a human. And letting that go has been a battle for me. That has been hard because I have very much equated you know, giving my all with also maintaining hope and making progress with being hope and that letting go of anything and trusting God with him is almost like in a weird way, in a confused human way has felt like letting go of hope. But I can tell you that it's, that's not the case. So back to our topic. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting off topic telling you my stories, but you know, knowing my place as a steward Helps me keep my focus on who is really in charge, like I said. And that men- that really lightens my mental and my spiritual load. Because I'm only taking care of what is in my lane. That really helps. It keeps me in my lane. I will take on the weight of the world if I am not remembering what is actually mine to deal with. So understanding stewardship and applying it in my home gives me a feeling of safety because like I've said to you over and over, I'm weak. I make mistakes. And yet I can realize that the outcome doesn't fully rely on me because I am only partnering with my master, the one that I know is in charge, who is ultimately the creator of my children and our life and the plan for our life. And that brings me so much hope that brings me peace. I am only responsible for what he gave me. I'm responsible for my actions and I'm responsible for my relationship with him. And so this allows me to see when I need to have repentance, when I've messed up and boy, can I mess up? (laughs) Can't we all? And it helps me also move towards reconciliation. Understanding stewardship gives me a framework for how to love and honor my family 
and how to love and honor God, even when my emotions are not aligning with it in the moment. It's like a safety net because I have it already laid out as to what a steward does. I am clearly told in the Bible how I am to treat others. It's laid out there for me. I've even written it for my children and myself, (laughs) for my whole family. And we have it posted so that when we're having a moment, and we have lots of moments, guys, all of us have our moments, (laughs) but we can just go and access already thought through, printed out, you know, or written out a reminder of what our responsibilities are to our family, to ourselves, to God, to our home. And it's just this warm hug. It's a safety so that when my emotions are not aligning with what I know I need to do, I have a tangible, quick reminder right there for me or for the children. Understanding my role as a steward, just like we talked about with a butler, for example, I just think that's the most accessible, I guess, example that I can give, (laughs) but it helps me see what I need to say no to. So imagine if a butler suddenly started getting involved in all sorts of things that weren't really involving his specific job. Sorry about all the barking. My <laughs> my dog sees our guests who are arriving, so we're super excited. Imagine if I were to go out and and just have my focus on everything else, but not my job. If I was a hired paid butler. If I was not focused on the things of the manor or of the household, I wouldn't last long, right? I would not be considered an honorable butler and I would not get a job elsewhere. (laughs) So just like that, when I look at what my home needs, what my family needs, what my relationships need, then I'm able to much more gain that knowledge and understanding of what I can say no to. Because if it doesn't fit inside of what would really truly be needed to efficiently, lovingly, create that home that my family and I deserve to have, that God has gifted us with, then I can say no without guilt. As a steward, I'm also more able to accept the circumstances that grieve me and that confuse me. And I've already touched on this, but it's because I realize that I am not the one who knows the entire plan. I am only aware of what I'm specifically entrusted with. I know I have been specifically entrusted with kiddos who have had various health challenges or educational challenges or physical challenges. I am entrusted with a precious little boy who has my whole heart, but he may never speak. He may never be able to do any independent self-care. And that grieves me. That worries me in so many ways. I can easily fall into a trap of getting all wrapped up in that, confused over that, even depressed over that. I'm sure you can imagine. And I can run to the Lord and say, I know you see the bigger plan. That is a big part of where my resilience comes from because we're almost 10 years into this journey with this little boy. And we have seen amazing, amazing progress with him during many of the therapies we've done with him. And then we've seen as, as big of, of regression at times. Talk about being broken as a mother when you see all the work and all the progress and all the little bits of independence, the glimmers of hope that you've been clinging to, that you've worked for years over. For example, three years of almost 90 hours a week doing neurodevelopmental training and exercises and, and every other form of therapy we could do 
to see him end up with Limes and COVID and regress and lose all the skills that he had, we had all fought hard to gain. Since then, we have regained much of that. But again, we're only back to where we started. It's very, very hard. How do I make it through that? How do my children, my husband, how do we make it through that? It's because we trust that God has a bigger, better plan. We look for what is the gift in this? It's hard to accept that he will never live alone, that he will never have the ability to tell me his favorite color, that he will not have the, you know, we missed kindergarten with him. We missed field trips with him. We missed learning to ride a bike. I've never heard him say mommy or anything like that. You know, we've missed that, but we can look for what is the gift in this anyway and say, number one, we trust that God has a bigger, better plan. Number two, all the other children are so compassionate. They see through the broken bodies of people into the heart and soul of the human inside. No matter what that person looks like, no matter what country they're from, no matter what language they speak, that has been instilled in our children and that will go forward with them. And not just with them, but they're going to be able to instill that in their children. So my grandchildren will be more compassionate people because of the suffering and the need to compassionately love someone who's in a body that doesn't work. And I can have resilience. My family can have resilience because we trust the Lord that he has a plan and that we are not in charge of all of this. Hey mamas, have you been feeling a sense of overwhelm with your homeschool and life, knowing you need to get clarity so you can find your joy again, but you just can't slow down long enough to do it? Maybe you worry you wouldn't know what to change if you did. Do you wish there was a way to find peace in your homeschool and home life where you don't feel overwhelmed or worried that you're failing your kids in their education and where you aren't worried anymore about waking up one day filled with regret? Imagine if you had the tools to actually live the kind of homeschooling life you have dreamed of, filled with close relationships, peace in your heart, and no more worries that you'll have regret in the future. That's why I created my successful homeschool strategy sessions, where we work together to customize your homeschool to create a peaceful, happy, joyous home and environment for school. You will walk away with an understanding of what makes a homeschool succeed and a basic roadmap for the first steps to overcome your largest homeschooling challenge. So if you're ready for more peace and more joy in your homeschool, I've got you covered. I'd love to support you and mentor you into a place of peace and joy and into a homeschool life that you love. As a celebration of our podcast relaunch, I am offering one-on-one coaching spots at a discount where we will make a step-by-step plan just for you to get you on the right path to success at home. Because school has just begun and the holidays are not far from now, I will be offering 33% off for the month of November and December so you can invite peace and joy into your home before the holidays hit. And with a discount, you'll have a little extra cash left over to go get something special just for you, Mama. There aren't many spots each week since I still homeschool and run my family like you do. So I invite you to grab a spot if you'd like to kickstart your family on the path to peace before the discount spots are gone. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I'm looking forward to having a coffee together with you and getting you on the path to peace and homeschooling joy. I'm able to feel more peaceful about even our provision because having a child with all these needs is more expensive than I can begin to explain in a short time. When you know that you have an opportunity to help your child, you do it. And it's expensive 
<laughs> and, and when you have a child with profound needs, you cannot have two working parents, not easily. So on a single income with rising costs, because you know how that goes, every single family I know who has a profoundly disabled child really struggles. It's very, very difficult. But I can say that there can be peace and pr- about the provision and less anxiousness because I, under- I understand, I believe that as a steward, someone who has been put in charge and entrusted with certain things that I'm going to be given the tools needed to accomplish the job. I may not know when I'm going to have it or where it's coming from, but I can trust that I am being watched after. And in fact, in Matthew 6:33, it even says so. And so does that mean I don't have moments of just breathlessness and worry, wondering where are we going to have the resources for the next therapy? No, (laughs) I admit very openly and honestly with you, I struggle with that very often. And it brings me to my knees in a constant place of reminding myself and coming to God to say, okay, I'm handing this to you again. I'm handing this to you again. (laughs) I'm here again. It's time number 10 today. I'm handing this to you again. But I have that place to go and I have that ability to truly focus and to let go because he is there for me. And I believe that he uh, he is the master and I am the steward. And so I can let go. So in the middle of these trials, I am able to trust more. I'm able to rest more. I'm able to know I'm not responsible for the outcome. I'm just going to give my best to the best of my ability with my my talents that I have been given whatever he's equipped me with, I'm going to use. But in the midst of all of that, I'm going to be cared for. I can trust that I'm going to be cared for in the middle of the pain and in the middle of the struggle. Like I mentioned, my emotions don't always align with what I do know in my head and what I do know in my heart and what I can share with you. And again, it's when I slow down and I look at my thought patterns when I'm really struggling, what are the thoughts I'm allowing? Are they being submitted every day <laughs> to Christ to know that I am thinking about what is good, what is honest, what is true? You know, there are so many instructions that we're given about how to manage our thoughts. And then how much time am I spending? If I'm really struggling, how much time am I spending with the Lord? How much time am I spending listening to the Bible and to feeding myself in my soul? That really, really matters. And how am I doing with allowing myself to process my emotions? That's another very important variable here. It's so easy to get into go mode. You know, even with toddlers, even before I had a whole bunch of special needs in my hands, just with having a toddler and an infant, it's so tiring and so draining and they're so precious, but it's so tiring. It's easy to just get into go mode. And shut down all the other things. Say, nope, I'll deal with that later. Oh, yep, I'll have me time another day. You know, and and it's not okay. We have to be willing to let ourselves process and sit with feelings. And just accept that we feel a certain way. And we may not like how we feel, but it's okay to feel that. Then we can deal with it, surrender it to the Lord, and move on. So, hopefully this has made some sense. (laughs) I hope I didn't just ramble for you all too much. But deep down, this is a huge piece of what gives me joy. It's what gives me peace. It gives me the ability to continue on in trial and grief. And I get to know that I don't carry all the weight, that I am loved. And I want you to know you are loved. You have been chosen as a steward. That is so important. Do you realize that's the second in command? 
You have been the one entrusted with these beautiful gifts. It's an honor. And our society does not tell us that. Our society says kids are annoying. Kids are expensive. Kids are a pain. They interrupt. They don't listen. You know, they're just such a disruption. Oh, I have to stop what I'm doing again to discipline the 19th time today. And I'll tell you, my kids are edgy. They are they are constantly <laughs> going against our family, our family government. And I'm having to pause and remind them and go back and read. Okay, here's our family rules and our laws, and here's what we live by. And and you know, lovingly continue to shepherd them back there. And it can feel really annoying. But it's a gift I've been entrusted with. And I am loved. And you are loved. And we've been given these treasures that we get to guard over. And we can choose not to hear what society says, even though it can be so tempting and we can feel irritated. And, you know, but anyway, our job is to steward well. And in the end, we really will reap the harvest of that. So I have enjoyed talking to you today. I hope this has blessed you. If it's blessed you, would you also consider please sharing it with someone else that you think could use some encouragement today? Because that is why I'm here. I want to take what I have learned through this very long journey, this hard journey, but this rich journey. And I want to encourage you and I want to share with you so you can have the same joy and peace and have generations of children who are truly loving their neighbor and and loving themselves and loving each other and loving the Lord, most importantly. So please share this. And if you're not in my community online on Facebook, the link is right in the description. I would so love to have you there. And I'd be very, very honored if you would consider leaving me a review. That helps Apple and all the other platforms say, oh, this is a good show. People like it. And it will then show other people when they're searching for the kind of help and encouragement that I want to bring. It'll help it get shown to them. So please do consider sharing this and leaving me a review. And I look forward to being back with you again next week. Take care. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from my mom's podcast, please share it and leave a review so others can find us too. See you next time.